0: In this episode, we're going to be talking about elementals. I was going through my book, Occult Arcana, written by Ryan Gable, and on there he has a section on elementals. And I thought that was interesting, so that is the inspiration for today's episode. (laughs) What are elementals, you ask? Elementals are the spirit and the essence of the four elements here on Earth. They are close to being true energy and consciousness. And the elements, air, fire, water, and earth, are the basis of our world. They are the energy all around us. And these energies also have forms, and these forms are called elementals. Now, these four elements also have attributes, or properties that correspond to them according to a hierarchy also known as the threefold world, elemental, intellectual, and celestial. If you listen to the second episode, The Principle of Correspondence, then this might sound familiar to when I mentioned the three great planes, the great physical plane, the great mental plane, and the great spiritual plane. Well, these elementals are also interdimensional. So let's begin. We'll start with sylphs. Sylphs are the elementals that represent the element of air. They are said to be invisible and intangible. Because they are the spirit of air, they are said to reside above in the clouds. But they are also found in the mountains and pretty much all around us it is also said that they are the highest of all elementals, and this is because their element has the highest vibratory rate. As for their appearance, it does vary, but they are most commonly depicted with wings. According to the hierarchy, the archangel associated with these elementals is Archangel Raphael. These elementals are also known to have kings, or better said leaders, and the leader for the sylphs is known as Peralda, and can be found upon the highest mountain on earth. Not only do they have an element, a leader, an archangel, but they also have a corresponding cardinal direction and the corresponding cardinal direction for the sylphs is east. So because sylphs represent air and air has to do with the mind and the intellect, sylphs can help you with creativity and clearing your mind so that you can make good decisions. And people like to call upon them whenever they whenever they're experiencing creative blockages or if they're Wanting to see things a bit more clearer, so that's how working with sylphs can help you. Okay, so moving on to the elementals associated with fire. These elementals are known as salamanders. And while they are not your actual everyday salamander, they do take on that form. Because they were perceived as salamanders or lizards crawling through fire, in a twisting manner. These fire elementals are known to be fiery in nature, intense, and fierce. They are actually considered to be the strongest and most powerful of all elementals. And their leader is Jin, or more commonly known as Genies. This is because genies were described as being smokeless, but made of luminous fire. And of course, because salamanders are all about having to do with fire, they are most likely known to reside in places such as volcanoes, but they can also be felt and or seen in places such as campfires or even your candles and interesting enough, when you burn incense, and what I mean by they can be felt, it's when you're gazing into a campfire or, or a candle, and you feel the calmness, and you feel the beauty of that fire, and then all of a sudden, you get that intensity and that fierceness, and then it just dissipates. If you've ever experienced that, then you probably felt that elemental spirit. These elementals are also associated with an archangel, and that archangel is Michael, or as I like to call him, Archangel Mikael. Salamanders also correspond to the south cardinal direction. And because the element of fire is about creation, and destruction, energy changes, and actions. These elementals can help you with all of that. They can bring power and protection, and the energy to initiate projects, for example. Up next we have the undines or naiads, and these elementals are associated with water. And because of the influence of the feminine moon, these elementals are almost always female. And because naiads represent water, they are known to reside in our oceans, in rivers, lakes, waterfalls, ponds, fountains. They are pretty much found in all forms of water. And these water spirits, they are actually very similar in appearance to mermaids and their leader no it's not King Triton from the Little Mermaid it's actually Nyxa and the Undines' archangel is actually Archangel Gabriel and as for their cardinal direction the Undines are associated with the west cardinal direction and because they represent the element of water and water has to do with emotions and intuition, these elementals can help you with that. So they can help you better balance your emotions and gain or be more in touch with your intuition. And so when people are feeling the need for this, many of them call upon the naiads or undines for their help. And lastly, we have the element of earth. And the elementals associated with the element of earth are gnomes. I feel as if these elementals are the most popular, or at least the most talked about. Gnomes are known to reside in places such as forests, where there are rocks, trees, dirt, wood, plants, and are also said to be found in the holes or the stumps of trees. As for their appearance, it also varies but they are most commonly seen as little, older beings with long, white beards, and using or holding a cane to get around. And their leader goes by the name of Gob, and his subjects are known as Goblins. That's interesting, right? Because I honestly had not pieced that together until just recently. And their archangel is Archangel Ariel, and, as you might have guessed, their cardinal direction is north. And because gnomes deal with the element of earth, and earth has to do with prosperity and mostly material things, many people call upon them to help them become more prosperous and increase their financial gain. So, those are the four elementals. You've got the sylphs that represent air, you've got the salamanders that represent fire, you've got the undines or naiads that represent water, and lastly you've got gnomes representing the element of earth. And in order to invite them into your lives and home, you first have to remember that when you're inviting elementals, it's similar to inviting a person over to your house. So if your house is disorganized, both physically and energetically, then that person is not gonna feel comfortable, and likewise that elemental will not feel welcomed and will not feel comfortable. So I would say that first make sure that your house is both physically and energetically organized, and that you pretty much just create a positive environment. And I do have to say, if you're considering inviting them in, I feel I should also warn you that there are pros and cons into doing this. For example, if you're thinking about inviting gnomes into your home because now you've learned that they can provide you with prosperity and pretty much make you work less to get more, then the best way to do this is to have a garden in your home. And if you don't have the space for a garden, then have natural plants inside your home. And of course you have to really care about these plants and really take good care of them. And while you're doing this, you can make your invitation. And when the gnomes see that you're taking really good care of their new home, then the gnomes will start helping you with your house chores. They'll provide you with more energy. They'll even bring you money. Sometimes you'll just find random money lying around your house, and all will be well. But if you forget to take care of the garden or the plants, and pretty much just neglect their new home, because these beings are known to be mischievous, they will definitely cause mischief before going away. This can include dropping things or breaking things, making loud noises, and hiding personal belongings so that you won't be able to find them. So just remember to take really good care of your garden and or plants. And if you're thinking about inviting the undines because maybe you're going through some stuff or maybe you're feeling a little bit down and you wanna heal or maybe feel more uplifting, then a simple way to do this is to keep maybe like a small little water fountain. Just make sure you maintain it with clean running water, and the undines will help you heal, the undines will help you balance your emotions, they'll actually increase that love that you feel and that you receive, and they can also help you with your intuition. But again, if you neglect their home, they can take all of that away and leave you feeling quite the opposite. As for inviting in the salamanders, Because they represent the element of fire, a great way to do this is if you have a fireplace, or if you have candles. That's a very easy way to do that. And then whenever you light a candle and you see those random sparks, you can interpret that to be the salamander's presence. And they bring power, protection, and energy. But if they feel unwelcomed, no, they're not going to burn down your house. But you may feel lack of power, maybe as if your house is unprotected and maybe you don't have enough energy and so you'll notice that things like that will start to happen. As for the sylphs, if you're wanting to invite them, because they represent the element of air, you can place wind chimes or keep things that you simply hang or hang things that are easily moved by the wind. I've actually heard that if you hang wind chimes and you offer it to them, they'll actually come and play with it. So whenever you hear the wind chimes moving, that's them creating a song. And sylphs can help you with creativity, making good decisions, anything that has to do with the intellect. Intellect, knowledge, wisdom, etc. So maybe you're needing to study for an exam, or maybe you're needing to make really Big and important decisions, and you need their help, then for those exact reasons, is why many people call upon them. And by now, I'm sure you can pretty much assume what happens if you neglect their home. Yep, all of their help will be taken away, and you'll be left feeling creative blockages, you'll feel confused, you'll be unable to make good decisions, etc. Elementals have been the influence of many, many stories and movies. Take, for example, the Disney movie Frozen, the second movie to be more specific. If you pay close attention, that movie has all of the elementals in there. It's got the sylphs that kind of guide her and show her the path. It's got these little boulder, rock looking creatures that clearly represent gnomes. And as she's going through her journey, and realizes that she can't go any further because there's a large body of water in the way, she tries to swim. And when she does that, she encounters a water spirit in the form of a horse. And even when she gets to her destination, she realizes that there are random fires being started in the forest. And while she's trying to put the fire out, she realizes that it's actually a little salamander causing all the little fires. But you see, not many of us are familiar with elementals and we miss out on those little movie references. As I was doing a little bit of research for this episode, I actually came across a German folktale that talks about the Undines that I would like to read and share with you guys. The story starts out with a young man who is caught in a storm and seeking shelter. He finds the cottage of a sweet elderly couple who live by the river. They have a beautiful daughter, who is wild and tempestuous, and incredibly enticing for this young man. She is an undine, though the human man does not know it yet, and her elderly father is king of the watery realm. The old man gives the traveler permission to marry his daughter and take her to his kingdom, but on one condition. That he treat her well. Should he forget that promise, he would lose his wife forever. They marry, and the Undine gives birth to a son soon thereafter. Now in possession of a human soul, the nymph loses her wildness and becomes a polite housewife, which in turn causes her husband to be bored of her. Not even her devastating beauty keeps her husband from straying. Once her husband betrays her, The Undyne returns to her watery kingdom and warns him that if he should ever fall asleep, she would steal his breath. And of course, unable to stay awake, the man ultimately pays for being unfaithful. Well guys, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening, I hope that you enjoyed this episode, and if so, go ahead and subscribe so that you may be notified of all other future episodes. Also. Don't forget to check our website at www.mysteriesbeyond.com and or follow us on social media on Facebook at Mysteries Beyond or on Instagram at lauralavender.mb. And lastly, if you have any questions or if you have any feedback or if there's simply anything that you just feel like sharing, please go ahead and email me at lauralavender.mb at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening to Mysteries Beyond. I'm your host, Laura Lavender, and I'll see you guys next episode.